Welcome back to another episode of Who's Listening with me, Leon Andrews. We're doing the thing. It is episode two, and I am here with my guest, my first guest of the year, and my first guest since I revived the podcast for everybody. So I want to introduce you to James. James, say hi. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello. Everyone says hi back. I can see it here in our Twitter feed. No, I'm kidding. I don't have that. It's not. I'm not that sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> so enough. a little bit, a little bit about James. Uh, he can, if he wants to, you can introduce himself. But uh, a quick rundown is that he runs an independently owned a video game company called Blue Scar Blue Scarf Games. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Two games. Uh, in alpha that are available for play is that correct that's right yeah on, on itch.io we've got uh two playable versions of the main game uh we've got like a single player one where you play with some bots and then a one that you can try with your friends just a single boss fight um and then i've also got a uh tcg that i uh, have produced and uh, is available online as well and for those of you who are not in the know of what a tcg tcg is that stands for um tournament card game wait no trading card game there, there it is there you go trading, <laughs> trading card game wow <clears throat> colors colors are showing today james they're just <laughs> well done they're off and everyone sees that you're not really a nerd i'm like no i am i like digimon no, you got it yeah digimon's good yeah i like my favorite digimon is sandshrew i love them okay and then <laughs> digimon is sandshrew Ty, there's ty he's in it and then Kyrie, and then Brock Sampson. I know all the Digimon characters. Okay, They're fair. all cool. Wait, is Shantru <laughs> actually a Digimon character? Because it's also a Pokemon character. <laughs> Am I being no. trolled? This is a troll. Uh, this is a this this is a troll. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> fair enough, man. Fair enough. You got me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So James, I uh, I met James. Uh, I was in the front row of a voice actor voiceover panel that he was doing at Holiday Matsuri, literally just last month at the um, Holiday Matsuri, and it was literally the only th like panel that I got to go to, and that was my my first kind of introduction to uh, to James. Hey man, thank you for coming for that. By the way, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only one we went to. Oh, the funny thing is, we didn't realize how crazy it was going to be because I went to Holiday Matsuri in 2015. Yep, yep. And back then, it was in the other hotel resort that was just down the street, and it was like a couple hundred people, and the panels were kind of like whatever. It was mostly about the social socializing and yeah. going to the video game room. Literally, that was it. We come this past year, and we went, "What the hell, dude?" It's, it was got a hotel room. It was insane. I think I've never actually worked on the staff before, so it's my first time working on staff as well for a holiday. I've done panelists a lot, um, but staff specifically. And of course, I joined staff the one year that uh, after COVID had finally lifted and people can start having conventions again. There was three times the attendance <laughs> at this holiday as there ever was. How many altogether? How many? Do you know the number off the top oh, of your head? I don't remember, but it was it was it was in the it was in the several several thousands. Uh, probably wow. like, it was like yeah, like it, I think double was... digit thousands. I'm pretty sure at one point. Oof. 
Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we were pretty over uh my wife and I were just and our friend, we were pretty overwhelmed on how many people were there and uh actually funny enough, we went to a, a convention <laughs> this past weekend, St. Pete Comic-Con. I think I I posted some stuff up on my Yep. Yeah, my I saw Instagram. that. Yeah, on your Insta. <laughs> Seemed fun. <laughs> it was fun and and really for a first time con, it was packed. Really? It was yeah, it was it was definitely like a couple hundred people in that in that small venue and yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty packed. And then uh, the one problem I had with is how they did panels. So they did all the panels. It's like one big room, first of all. All right, your vendors, interesting. Your your vendors and your voice actors and your art and your artists are all in one one area. <coughs> and uh, anyone specific, like voice actors or very well known comic book artists or even the the Five O First and the, the Outer Rim. The Outer Rim Guilds, right? They were off in these things called alcoves, which were just these little nooks outside of the traffic lanes that were just people and vendors. Uh huh. And then upstairs, there's an upstairs part that overlooked. It was kind of like a mez. Essentially, it's a mezzanine. Uh And right there, that's where they did the panels. But it was also a place for people who can chill. So when people were doing panels, they had no microphone to even. They had to like. Hey, so we're hosting a panel on how to how to on how to how to foam smith. You're all the way in the back going. Huh? What did he say? Did he say foam loam? smith? <laughs> did he say foam smithing, or does he want to talk about loam and Smith and Wessons? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And literally, I would say that was my only criticism of the whole thing. Other than that, it was really fun. I actually spent more money than I thought I ever I ever spent at a con. I actually got stuff from people's from people's tables. Shout out to Midnight Fury Designs. I got a uh, what was it a an essential oil thing to put in the uh, the AC vent so it blows out the essential oils into the car as like a little air freshener. And then from them, I also got a Rebel Alliance pendant. My wife got That's a sick. Tree of Life pendant. And then I got a Starfleet, a Starfleet Command pendant. I was like, all right, I need a Starfleet Command with the Star Wars, just in case. You just never know. You yeah, no, that's that. cool. I like that a lot. I'm a big Star Wars fan <laughs> myself. I like that. Which one? Star Wars or Star Trek? No, Star Wars. Star Trek's uh, all right, man, but Star Star Wars is where it's at, especially with all the miniseries and everything we got. I know that <laughs> I know that Star Trek has had series for like probably way longer than Star Wars ever has, but yeah. Clone Wars killed <laughs> me, man. Clone Wars killed me. I love. I'm all. Um, I've been. Bless you, bless you. I've been. I've been into Star Wars as, as long as I can remember, and then I fell out of it, and I got back into it. And then recently, just as of last year, I got really into Star Trek. I I've really have been enjoying Star Trek a lot, and it's really it's a really good show. Very episodic, so uh, you don't really have to like watch an episode unless there's it specified that it's a part two of a part one kind of deal. Really, you really don't ever have to watch them in order. You just go through Hulu or, oh no, that's right. So recently, I don't know. So recently, since you're not in the know on this, Starch, uh, Paramount, CBS, pulled all their property off of Netflix and Hulu. So there's no more Star Trek on Hulu and uh-huh. on Netflix. They have it on their streaming service, Paramount Plus, which I actually forgot to disable it recently so they just charged me again for a cycle i was trying it out for a month and i uh-huh. so i got charged again <laughs> and i went all That's right i is. guess I, I there it is there's the 10 bucks i guess i'll just use it for the next month and see if i can try to and 
make sure to remember to just remove get some it value and then, and then get rid of it yeah yeah there you go that's 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 <laughs> but i i do like me some star trek so i i I'm, i have to still finish the picard series which it's okay it's good, but it's nothing that I want to write home about yet. I just want it's good. It's I like it. Right, right. I mean, like, got yeah, Picard no, in it. I respect that. I respect that. I mean, I mean, I can't actually say that it's a bad series. There's so many people that like it, and that would yeah. <laughs> saying yeah. that it's a bad series would just immediately get the whole podcast canceled. So. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm not gonna do that. I I, I, res- <laughs> I respect other people's television beliefs. Yes, exactly. Yes. All right, James, now that I have you in my clutches and in my trap, I want to ask you, uh, I remember for you from your from your panel, but I want you to tell the audience how you got into game development. So um, my really big thing is, uh, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I've been addicted to video games, probably in a, like a literally uh, a bad way. Uh, but you, buddy. Me yeah, too. right. Um, just like so much of the world right now uh, and probably continuing to be. Uh, but uh, I've been addicted to video games for forever, so I know that my whatever my profession is going to be, I want it to be in gaming and the gaming sector. Um, and I uh, just started to do like game design because I was just like, oh, it's so much fun to you know build maps and like I don't know Halo or Roblox or whatever, whatever you're into, um, and build it for other people to play because I like to be a content creator as well. Um, and uh, I came to realize that I failed the same Java course, which is like the introductory programming course, basically, about three times. And on the third time, I'm like, well, this just isn't me, I guess. So um, I looked up a bunch of different things, and I did some more research, and I found that there's some way, there's a bunch of other ways that you can actually make games on your own that don't require any kind of degree or, or knowledge of normal programming. Um, so I, I started using a thing called Construct, um, and Construct is a program that's like really, really easy to understand and start making games so much so that even really intense games like multiplayer ones um, aren't actually that difficult to understand how to do. Um, and oh. I, I had a really great person I met online just through like a Discord server that helped me out and they like basically mentored me through the, through the difficulties of multiplayer. But it's actually really simple to understand. Uh, so oh. I started doing it. Like, yeah, I started doing it like that. And, um, and then uh, I realized that my big thing isn't really even programming it. Which I still love to do, and I'm still going to be probably working on it. Um, but programming, it's not like really my big thing. I really want to be the person who who's like marketing, and I like to create content for it, and I like to talk about it. Uh, but I'm not actually good at making it, uh, and I'm good at writing and stuff too. Uh, so me and my uh, my brother, and and potentially some others in the future, will be uh, pushing towards finishing the game. All right, gro- uh, that's that's groovy. Actually, <coughs> funny funny thing about a uh, funny thing about me is I wish I actually went to school i went to college to study <laughs> video game development design and development no way okay no way i don't do it because that's the fun <laughs> thing about that's the fun thing about college you go and you do a thing that you're probably going to end up really doing or you're going to be in that other percentile which is a larger percentile where you, you just you learn that you don't you learn what you don't want to do yep and yep I, I i love video games just like you i grew up with them in the in the 90s just to date myself playing the the original nintendo and then the super nintendo all the way up i i stopped at ps3 but then the latest game console that i am playing in the new generation is the switch but that's because it's a nintendo switch it is a, it's a game changer for me it literally. is such a game changer for so many people 
And that's one of the reasons why I said I have. If there's any console I have to get, PS to in the PS5 to Xbox Scarlet or whatever it's Series X or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. And then and the Nintendo's like I said I'm getting a Switch. I'm sorry, that's the console that I'm gonna get. And I have I've been in video games for so long. I love and I just really kind of just reignited my love for video games. But I so. But at the age of twenty, I decided to go into uh, go to DeVry University and their now defunct game and simulation programming major. It's defunct and now. I learned, oh yeah, it's defunct. They oh. realized that it yeah. It's a horrible oh. thing. There's so many things that happened with DeVry in the last five years that it's almost to a point that I think they can null and void my student loans, but <laughs> they're still not. God bless. So I still have to pay those. Oh, hey, hey, we you might get there. It's happening to a bunch of people at this point. Uh, actually, I, the funny thing is, I'm working with a group of people, and they're called Student Optimum Services, and they actually took what was essentially, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in um in student loans from one, and changed it into just a my a nice manageable ten thousand dollars for me to pay off. Really? Oh, that's sweet, really. dude. That's sweet. And my goal is to have it paid off this year. And then I'm going to talk to him again to take care of Naviant loans, which are also a couple of tens of thousands of dollars. Right. And do the whole and just do the whole shebang all over again because but that that's a goal. I actually talked about it in the last episode. It's a goal this year is to really start putting a dent in my debt. That's the that's the that's the, like last year was was rainy day fund. This year is now put a dent in your debt. That that's right. the theme for 20 for 22. Well, the, the, those yeah, people got... sound like really helpful in helping you do that, though. Yeah, Student Optimum Services, they're amazing. I, If you want, I can always uh, send send you over some data, some info, and I can do it via Discord, whatever, however you want to talk. Yeah, I've got and... pl- plenty of friends who'd love to know stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm more than happy to give out, give out this knowledge because these guys are awesome. They're legit because... I look at Mohila and it says that I'm I'm on track and I'm paying even though I never sent them a dime directly I'm sending it to these guys instead and it's saying everything is current my credit score went right back up I'm all about it but the funny <laughs> thing is I got into so much debt to learn how to design develop develop video games cuz I wanted to be the 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 Cuban the Cuban Colombian Hideo Kojima that was my goal my yep. entire life Yeah dude Before tell me about it and I go to college. I learned how to do. It. I couldn't get a job because the market was so saturated in 2010 and up. Mm-hmm. And it's now a much manageable thing. But I I now work in sales at a company that does management training for vet uh, for vet owners. Um, uh, not vet as in veterans, veterinarian owners and physical therapist owners so people who own a business we tell the spiel is we're the last three months of college you didn't get to run a business right right because huh. so, a lot of a lot of times that's uh you, your pts and your veterinarians they want to run they want they usually want to open up their own clinic after they graduate right I, I mean i could see that being the dream yeah but i do writing on the side i run a i run a blog and then i you and actually sarah Sarah Whitehart, the voice of Pony Sonori from My Hero Academia, and then another gentleman. I'm spaced on his name. I think it's Mark. I Mark Witten. Uh-huh. I think is it McWitten. I could be freaking wrong. <laughs> He's also another voice actor, and then of course my 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 wife. She, she they, they encourage just to get into just do just do some voice just do some voiceover work. So and then of course I 
I went to your panel. Right. And I kind of just like started really pulling the trigger. We're now in my $95 studio that I'm going to eventually upgrade a little bit. But it, it, I mean, listen to the sound. How do I sound in your ears? Uh, dude, my beautiful, voice majestic even. Sonorous, sonorous chocolate in your ears right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. I'm, I'm <laughs> melting. I'm melting to your voice. <laughs> Uh, so I've been doing a little bit of voiceover. I did a. I've already read one chapter of a book for a found uh, 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 a foundation that does public domain literature. Right, and right. They're always looking for volunteers, and this is just a way for me to start gaining experience in doing in, in doing voiceover work, including doing this podcast, which you are now on. Hey, yeah, what? no, dude, that's actually so awesome, especially in terms of like. Because once you actually, I don't know, look for uh, any kind of position that you try to apply for yourself or any kind of opportunity mm-hmm. that's going to come up, th- that like your voice acting resume is going to look so sick. Right, because I've already had all that experience. Plus, I've already done a show where I was with other people as well. I had uh, I did an- another show called If They Won't Listen at one point. So I do have... Uh, I do have uh, interact uh, experience in interacting with others while being on the mic. Right. Uh, but you know, but that's the funny thing. It, when you, you, I went to college, I got into all this debt, and then I went into, you know, I just worked job after job, and now I'm doing just a very pivot or lateral kind of move, where I just wanting to create my own the thing that I want to be passionate about because even I would love to do voice acting in an anime or a cartoon or in video games. Right. That'd be fun. I would just love to so just cool, do that. That's so cool, dude. One. Yep. Right? I could just go in there and just be like, "Oi, we're going to chop them down and eat Facebook." Yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> like actually, like that would be so cool. That would be so cool. Eating Facebook? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe, but, the, maybe. but the funny thing, the funny thing, is, yeah, maybe. But the funny thing is, just like you, James, it's like you went to college for something else, and you just did this whole move and said, "No, I'm just gonna learn how to do video games." I think that um, one of the things that I've, I've definitely found across my uh, my life has been that uh, if there's something that you really want, um, and I mean, you're doing it in a really responsible way, where you, I mean, you have a current job and things like that, so it's not like you're just going, you're just jumping off a cliff and and uh, committing like economical suicide to to, to achieve your dream. Um, you're doing it really yeah. well, and I think that that's probably a way that most people would need to follow their dreams because you're you're doing it awesomely, like great inspiration for that. Um, Appreciate you. Yeah, no, it is. It's true, and. Uh, uh, but if you really have a dream of something that you want to do, I think that almost every single thing is achievable. Uh, I know that there's some some people that say that, oh, you know, if I wanted to be a professional football player, my chances are one in a million or whatever. It's basically impossible. Um, but I think that most things, including that, are, are achievable in, in different forms. Maybe you may not be a perfect professional person, but you'll, you'll maybe get a decent amount of money and some scholarships and some other cool opportunities through uh, college or something like that. Something. Right. And then I still have to check out, uh, what is it, Casting Call Club. Still need to check that out. Yeah, yeah, no, work. that's a good, that's a really good one for work. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I actually totally forgot about that. Even my uh, my professor uh, Pepper Binkley, who was who is still a professional voice actor, really highly recommended that if you are trying to uh, immediately get paid or increase your resume, you're doing it a bunch of different ways. So I think that your resume building is awesome right now. Um, I just actually have to put it in a Word document. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Word document, or or even if you even do maybe a casting call or two, and then you have all the other things you've worked on like mm-hmm. dude i couldn't imagine somebody wouldn't want to pick you up oh 
Yeah, no, it's, it's no. I mean it. Um, I, I mean it. And it's for everybody. This is for everyone who's stop listening. It. I'm a married man. Ooh. I'm not wearing the ring right now, but I'm a married man. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I saw you two sitting in the front row, and I'm just I'm a homewrecker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. I love it so much. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that. You know, you could, I think you could do the voice acting. I think that you, you're, that's really awesome that you're doing it. I appreciate you. And then, uh, but you said, are you taking an economic suicide? Is that something that you're doing? Or is that because no. I felt like you kind of pulled from a, a source there? And no, God, no, no. But I feel like I feel like when uh, when people, especially, I don't know how, how many young people would be listening to this kind of thing or or anything like that anyway. But um, when when people just really say like oh just follow your dreams and stuff just go for it just do anything if, if that's what you want just chase it chase it and uh it seems drop like, all your shit move to la yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and i've actually had people who and i've known people who have done it and it literally just like it, it, you just kind of flop into a position where you no longer can chase it and then, then you're just trying to live pay to, paycheck to paycheck um trying to recover from what you did uh, and uh it's not necessarily that you can't chase your dreams it's just that you need to be responsible in how you do it um but it's I think the the more realistic thing that everyone says that can be followed is to not give up on your dream. Because, like, I, I just even while I was going through college and stuff, I'm like, I'm going to do gaming one way or another. I don't care if it's a statistic major that I get or not. I'm doing gaming. <laughs> I love it. I actually had a friend uh, back in college. He was my college professor. And he developed a number of video games, and some of them got copied. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. Uh, one of them, you can look it up. I'll I'll post links in the description and for for this. So if anyone wants to find them, they can. They can. It's a long title. It's called Saint. Uh, no, Vanessa Saint Pierre Delacroix and Her Nightmare was the name of the vid- was the name of the game. It came out on mobile, Android ios and even windows phone he was actually a developer mostly to develop for windows phone but then he would port it over to ios and android and the game was that you're mapped on a cube and what you do is you you rotate the face of a cube almost like a ro- like a rubik's cube you would rotate it okay, okay. and then That's it cool. would build paths to get to the exit really fun game i I think I still have I still have a Windows phone, funny enough. And I think I still and I think I still have the game loaded up on there for funsies. So it's, I can't find it anywhere else. I I, I think he defuncted he, he dissolved his company, Turncraft Games. Uh-huh. And I don't know what he's doing cuz he doesn't talk to me anymore. Once in a while I'll get a message from him after I send him a message to about a month ago and he'll respond to it just last week and I go, "Oh, right. whoa." Got it. Oh, good. good. Still, still alive. He's still kicking. Still kicking. He he didn't do the. He didn't drop. He didn't just like drop off the face of the earth like that one game designer and programmer from Fez did. I don't remember. Yep. I don't know if you remember. I remember the. I remember all that. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, but all all of us though, just like that, or at least at one point, wanted to be like uh, like the new Toby Fox or whatever. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? And for the listeners out there, Toby Fox, go ahead and tell, tell us a little bit about Toby Fox. Just so, explain it like I'm five. So Toby Fox, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, is the creator of Undertale, right? Am I, am yes. I, am I incorrect? Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, he's the creator of Undertale. And uh, Undertale, all he did basically before he created Undertale was he just liked creating music, which explains why Undertale's music is incredible. Um, but he just liked creating music. So he just created 
um, soundtracks for Earthbound mods that he was releasing for free. And then he was like, oh, well, you know, I'll... I kind of like the style of Earthbound, and I I love to create music, so I'll just make like a little funny, a fun game for myself. It's just like a wacky thing, and he just made it, and it's flown off the charts, available on like every platform you could even imagine. And he has enough money to never make any game ever again, or to <laughs> ever have to work a real job. And it'd be like, wow, like that's the dream for probably anybody who wants to make a game. Right, you make it, you you do one thing, you're one and done. Get out of the game. Literally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, or, or even like I, I think if I if I did that kind of thing, like I made something incredible like that that really flew off the charts. I think it's a passion, probably, of me and yours uh, that we just like to do things like that. We like to create. Um, yeah. So I think that we'd probably make more for fun, even. Um, yeah. But I mean, it'd be really nice for probably everyone involved to just instantly have enough money to not ever have to worry again. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I could write a book that just becomes the that just becomes the magnitude of Fifty Shades of Grey or, or <laughs> great example, Twi- or, or Twilight, better but example, saying, right? <laughs> just <laughs> just the, the the fact that it's an author that makes the one thing, the creator that makes the one thing, and it just blows up, and it goes, wow, I just made fifty million dollars. Guess I don't have to do anything else with my life because they just made it into a movie, and I can just collect the residuals and royalties yeah. off of that. But also, but also, even I don't. I mean, I I actually really saw this um, when it was at holiday, and I, I imagine you've seen this at least a couple times. Um, um, and I have in the past too for my game. When you see someone enjoying something that you've done or created, that's probably the the biggest. Uh, that's the most enjoyable thing for a content creator is just seeing oh, someone yeah. else enjoying your work. Oh yeah, I yeah. think I think overall, like one of one of the end results to when writing a book or making a game or even a podcast is that someone says, wow, I really enjoy such and such. And you just happen to be in the vicinity of the room and you're folding your laundry and then you just overhear that and you just go, oh. Yeah, seriously. Heart. Yeah, it's just like that. It's literally like a melt. Yeah, it's like, I've oh. never been so happy to fold my own laundry today. Yeah, right? Yeah, swoon. <laughs> I feel that. That's so real. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm trying to remember um i've only the stuff that i have written uh, i'm trying to publish something this year that is a goal that is it was a goal for me for 2021 however it didn't happen but for 22 that is it has to go it's gonna have to go right this year okay what is uh, it it's, it's just a self-published a novel it's a, not even a novel it's a novella i think it's like thirty-five thousand words in total i think anybody can kill this story off in one or two sittings really uh-huh Re- really short and uh it's just a situation where people are in a are just stuck in a situation together and there is murder involved and 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 what's um force forcibly murdering one another is another way of saying it's very Ah. much in that what you would call that extreme survival genre such as you know like squid games that's a right danganronpa or something Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like Danganronpa. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Danganronpa. Even though I've never played Danganronpa in my entire life. But you, you know the whole know, concept. I just know the concept. I know that the fandom exists. It's 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 another way of like the same thing could be likened to Genshin Impact. I know when I see it, <laughs> even though <laughs> I never yep. played it, I go, "That's Genshin Impact." Although I made the mistake one time of going, "Is this Genshin Impact?" And she goes, "Nope. I'm from Fairy Tale." And oh. I mean, sorry for, <laughs> sorry for my fault. Fo- yeah, it's just that the character kind of looks like she can be from Genshin Impact. If 
and I should have realized it was this the one girl from I never watched fairy tales so that, unfortunately the pop the current pop culture is Genshin Impact yeah no it is so I mean I, I couldn't even imagine I imagine a lot of people at like holidays and example probably got mistaken for a Genshin Impact or or if someone's like if someone goes to take a picture and you're like oh do you know who I am and they just would immediately guess Genshin Impact the other day, someone, uh, the yesterday, someone mistook my Marshall Lee Adventure <laughs> Time cosplay uh-huh. as the one character from Onward. And uh, wait, went, what? So, <laughs> the, I looked at the picture of the characters from Onward, and I go, "All right, I have the the red and black plaid. I'm wearing the jeans and the jeans and chino style, and I'm wearing red shoes. Okay, I totally see it." I'm, but I'm carrying a red guitar the entire time. Yeah, that was not <laughs> even in the movie. And Mar- the only character that carries a red guitar is Marceline and Marshall Lee from Adventure Time. Right. Yep. And- <laughs> but I went nope, nope, nope. I-, I mean, sometimes people just just miss the mark a little bit, and it's okay. It's okay. It, yeah, I never get butt hurt about it. Yeah. I never get butt. I, but one of the most cutest things happened to me yesterday though right after that was i was going to a uh a, a gaming vendor and i was gonna buy something impulsively i said i'm gonna go here and buy something impulsively i told myself. <laughs> oh god and long story short it was by hero academia and but before i even was in mid-transaction this little girl comes right up to me tugging at my jeans and i look down and she goes can i have a picture with you and then i see the mom goes my daughter really wants a picture with marshall lee and i went oh that's <laughs> sick oh that feels my so heart. good usually that happens to my wife because she just is very cute you uh-huh. see her raven right right and i remember the first time she cosplayed as a twilight that's exactly what happened to her at least a handful of times, this little little children just coming up, just like, "Can I have a picture with you?" Just the most <laughs> precious thing I've Aww. ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's another one of the one of the creator swoons where it's like, "Oh, you right, want a picture with me?" The creator swoon. You want a picture with me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the creator swoons, and uh, but I I actually have a friend who's a uh, a very uh, successful published writer. He has read my work and he has said nothing but positive things about it he's obviously oh that's given me so his, nice his critical points his criticism his his feedback and i've taken it into an account and i've done and i've implemented the best that i can but i actually have had a professional author read my stuff and actually and give me very good feedback so i definitely want to get it published this year for people like you james to to just read it and i i want to make sure that it's at a nice reasonable price just because it's it's my first time publishing right and i would rather just have it at a nice, good. Hey, man, I don't feel like I need to break the bank to buy this ebook. It's like it's not going to be eleven, ten dollars. No, no, it's going to be definitely way cheaper than that. And uh-huh. then, it's just something for people yeah. to dabble in to get used to to you, I suppose. Right, and yeah. of course, I have my, I have my blog where I keep a Dungeons and Dragons campaign journal, and then I I'm starting to do a solo role playing game for myself, which is which has been really that's it's really been fun. That's really interesting. Have you ever watched? Um, me, Myself, and Die with Trevor Duvall. I have not. Okay, Trevor Duvall is a voice actor himself, and he's been on, recently, a Gretzko. He played the the president that took over the company for in that once, the, the latest season. Muro, that was his name. Okay. So Trevor Duvall is a, a very well-established voice actor. So 
during COVID-19, during the lock-in, he decided, I'm going to make this YouTube channel where I'm just going to roll dice and do all the voice acting myself and just play what's essentially Dungeons & Dragons by myself. And, and it's blown up. That's really, so, really cool. Huh. It's a very, very, very fun show. But are you a Dungeons & Dragons kind of guy? I mean, I, mean I feel like pop? if you're part of the gaming community... I feel like at well, least once I, I, everyone I think in the gaming community has at least heard of it. Um, <laughs> and that I, is very I feel like at least probably even a majority of the gaming community would say that they like it. Yeah, I definitely enjoy it. I am. I am the game. I mean, I am the game master in my thing. I've always never been a player, only been a game master. Dude, so. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. it's the content creator in us. It's we'd love. That's what that's the position right. we like. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've tried to do it other times before. It didn't never work out. And I said, you know, I guess I just have to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, and I think that, I mean, maybe maybe it's just me. But when I got the power in my hands, I feel a little more comfortable. Because I'm not always, I feel like I'd be a little bit more concerned about what I can and can't do with players and, and, and other DMs. Um, and I like I like being able to set the, the rules myself as well for others. Uh, I get it. Actually, funny, funny enough, uh, this one game that I'm playing, it's called Micro Sci-Fi RPG. The guy who created it made it purposely to be played as a solo experience. And as I was playing it, it is Dark Souls brutal. That's awesome. I'm in love with that. And so it's permadeath. Technically, the way you're supposed to play is permadeath. And I went, all right, I got to make some homebrew just to make this game. And then when I even <laughs> made the game, when I decided to homebrew some rules in there myself and some mechanics, like nothing out of the ordinary. So I said, right. okay, if I, if I get a... Uh, a natural number on the dice roll, which is usually an automatic success. If I do that, then I get to deal double double the damage. And then, if depending if I'm using a a what kind of weapon, does it account to damaging one or more other people next to them? Like, does the bullet go through, or does the laser go through this one small enemy to hit the one that was right behind it? Right, right, right. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I had to just homebrew some rules, and even when I did that, the game was still pretty hard. <laughs> hey, Dark Souls, so, man. Yeah, it is freaking Dark Souls. Uh, so speaking of video games, what's what are you playing currently? Um, so my current game right now. Um, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Project Zomboid. That's uh, that's the huge game right now. I think uh, it's just passed. Uh, Daisy was probably the other, the last biggest uh, zombie game that most people played. Um, oh, I mean, yes. I guess it's a bunch in between that are like other other zombie games. H1Z1 like, was yep, one of them. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, and Project Zomboid has taken off. It has about, about like double the players of DayZ now because um, oh. it just entered its uh, multiplayer. Uh, uh, and it's because it, it was in its alpha phase still, still like uh, pre-release, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and it just released multiplayer. So it's uh, it's an absolute blast with friends. It's a... Uh, just like you know, you get uh, you get attacked. You spend probably like I don't know three days training your character. Your character is really really good at carpentry and and maybe first aid or something. And then a zombie bites you and you die instantly. Uh, so it's just a brutal thing, like 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 you were saying. But it's it's fun because it's so difficult. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So they've been developing this for since 2011, according to the Wikipedia that I found. And yeah. They just released a stable version of an alpha yep. <laughs> this year. Uh, no, not this year, but in de uh, December of 2021. So 10 years. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, which that's was another testament to like, hey, it'll be all right. Education. Yeah, you can... I was trying to just tell my brother, like, I mean, you know, even this game, even this game takes me a while to pump out. Maybe people will like it eventually. 
Yeah, right. It, it, I mean, eventually take off. I remember when my friend got into Minecraft when we were in college. So that was back in 2008. And in 2008, he was playing the alpha version of Minecraft. Yep. And yep. he was and he was playing with the creator of the game on a regular basis. That is so sick. Him direct feedback. That with so, Notch. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. The one th- he he told me like this. He goes, "I like him so much, but my only problem with him." is is that he's a brony (laughs) (laughs) and i looked at him and i go dude and he goes yeah i know you're a brony too leon but uh it's like why it's my little pony i I mean you have have to ask you don't then you won't get it yeah i think i mean the bit most honestly with that community and um homestuck the biggest problem ended up being just some participants in the community it's not necessarily even the actual like the the like of the of the of the uh, show or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the community definitely. usually. That's given that it's bad rap. Yeah, it's definitely the fandom. Um, uh, currently for me, though, one video, uh, I just finished playing Flashback, which was a remastered version of the of the 1993 video game on Sega Genesis. I just literally, I just literally just finished it yesterday. It was a really fun game. I recommend it to anybody that wants to play that Prince of Persia, that old school Prince of Persia 2D rotoscope adventure game. It's very, it moves at a very, its own pace. It take, And if you dedicate the time enough, you can finish it within about an hour and 10 minutes. Are you going to play, are you going to play Metroid Dread? Are you into this kind of? I, uh... I want to play Metroid Dread, but I, the kind of gamer I've become is that I'm willing to wait and pay for my time with waiting to get the game at a much more reasonable price. Everyone goes, right. oh, did you play Metroid Dread? No, I haven't. And then when I finally see that it's 25 bucks, I'm like, yep, just started playing it a year and a half later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. That's how exactly how I roll. All right. Yeah, so that's what I... Uh, oh, and I'm also playing Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. Also, good series. Yeah, it's I I played it's I've played seven, eight, nine, and ten, and then I played eleven, uh, the multiplayer the multiplayer uh, game, but I only I never played thirteen. I've only played played twelve a number of times, but I could never get past the first two hours of the game. For the first time ever, I'm actually past that. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You're making it. It sounds like it sounds like you're dedicated to the series as well. So you had to do it eventually. Yeah, I, I I have my opinions on the Final Fantasy series and Square Enix as a company, but I'm not going to get into here or there. But I do want to talk about some fun facts about James here, guys. A uh, fun fact about James is that he convinced uh, Gravillo Principe to assassinate Archduke Franz Ferdinand in 1914 to start World War One. So talk about that for a little bit. So I was sitting there, right? I was sitting there, and I was thinking... What's something crazy I could do? What's something crazy I could do? So and I just you, go on. You, I heard the rumors that you ached. You didn't. You did, you weren't indirectly involved with him, but you coaxed him enough, or you insulted him. Is that correct? And then he got mad to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was just sitting there and I built a time machine and I went back and I uh, I just felt like it one night. I just took apart my PC. I was like, I'm done with my PC. So I just built a time machine out of just my PC parts. Uh, believe it or not, you could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I just went back in time, and I just I just told him, you know, your mother stinks, things like that. And I, I just yeah. did it. It's easy. As one does when you travel back in time to talk to assassins. Yeah, I mean, it was just so simple. Like, I want you, once you put your mind. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I said earlier. Once you put your mind on something, you can just do anything you want. 
Well done, sir. I love it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. So here's here's my. I have a question for you. Uh, are you what? What's something that you're into? We could let's see if we could do a little trivia game here. Why, oh, this is going to be my new thing now. that we're into. Um, Star hmm. Wars trivia. I mean, yeah, no, you can always give me Office. Star Wars Office. Uh, I'm, Office. I'm probably. I mean, I like the Office, but I, I, don't, I don't know as much about it. It's been so long since I've seen that. Um, you want to get into best of of the best? I'm right. ready. You ready? I, I'm ready for it all. Star Wars is my all thing. Right, easy, easy. We're gonna start easy. We're gonna go hard. All right. Who flies as co-pilot to Han Solo? I'm Chewbacca, of course. Uh, I wish I could do. Is, some people do his accent really well, but I or not accent his. Uh, they they uh, pretend to be him really well. And I cannot do that. Dude, no way. It's my. That's my. Uh, that's my college try. That was incredible. <laughs> Mad props. All right, hit me with the next one. All right, cool. What was uh, What was Han Solo frozen in? Uh, kryptonite? No, not kryptonite. Oh, wrong. Uh, carbonite. Carbonite. <laughs> there we go. You're right. Oh, I was never how gonna get lang- that. <laughs> All right. Next question. How many? How many languages is C3PO fluent in? No way. Like a billion. How many? <laughs> I don't actually know. Like a a million or something. <laughs> Over six million. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, all right. Who block? Who blocked the? Uh, who did? Who built the blockade around Naboo? Built the blockade around Naboo. Yeah. What was the name of the organization that builds the blockade around Naboo so that they couldn't get their Amazon parcels? Hmm. Maybe just the Empire. Uh, no, that is incorrect. That is the Trade Federation. The tra- oh, Trade, trade. Federation. Ma- oh, that makes sense. That's a. That's a. What's it called? That's one episodes one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Right, right. All right. What does what is ATAT or sorry, what does at at stand for or ATAT? Um, oh my god. I actually I actually don't know, but it's the Walkers. Oh my god, I can't right? remember what they got exactly. the Walkers. Yeah, but the, the, I don't actually remember what they stand for. Oh, that's so sad. The salt something probably. <laughs> All terrain armored transport. Dang it. Oh, I know, I know. Okay. All right, let's do some. That's right, cool, though. Let's get it. Let's get into some uh, Jedi. Let's get into some Jedi. How many members are on the Jedi Council? Uh, dang. And I thought I knew. I thought I knew so much <laughs> trivia stuff. Oh my god, my head's so full of Clone Wars. Um, probably like, like nine. Oof. Is that uh, close? Twelve. 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 You're oh. close. Yeah, that's kind of close. Twelve. All right. Twelve. Oh man. All right. What does ta- What does the T I E in Tie Fighter stand for? T I E. Um. I have no idea. Uh, it stands for Twin Ion Engines. Dang, there's this is some trivia that this is some in depth trivia. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yes. Okay. Go. Cool. I'm liking it though. Is this it is not- fun. Yeah. This is this is good. All right. What race is <laughs> What race is Jar Jar Binks? What's the species is a Jar Jar Binks? Damn, you're good at that. Dude, no wonder they were trying to tell you to do voice acting, man. Oh, my God. You're talented. Um, I don't know if being talented at Jar Jar is actually a good thing, though. But, yeah, that's cool. 
Oh my Shout god. Shout out to Ahmad Best. He's awesome. We appreciate you for doing Jar Jar Binks. At least I do. I can't speak for the mass majority, but I miss Jar Jar. <laughs> I said it. No, I said it. <laughs> you I'm miss st- him? I'm staying with it. I've changed over the I've become such a I was a curmudgeon back in nineteen ninety nine when I was thirteen years old with with Star Wars episode one. Uh-huh. But I went back and rewatched it again in two thousand fifteen and I appreciated it a lot more and then I watched it again two years ago and went, you know what? This is actually a really good movie. It's execution, not that great, but it's actually a solid film from beginning to end. Yep. Now episode two, however, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> well, that's for a- short is don't like it <laughs> well what's it called that's why most of the time um in in like uh english classes and stuff they actually try to use star wars as the example of the perfect hero story because even if it's not executed super well uh it's pretty it's pretty decent in terms of how it goes from start to end of most of the movies totally, totally. all right all right uh, and back, i'm pretty sure track. pretty sure it's it's gungan yeah yeah okay nailed it all right all right all right here we go that is all right. So this is a uh, back into episode four, five, six territory. Luke Skywalker. What was what was the call sign that Luke Skywalker had as an X-wing pilot? Oh, for the... is it, it? Tell me, it was. It's not Red Leader, is it? They're so close. Oh, uh, oh my God. It's so close. <laughs> I don't... You're like half. You're literally half the answer. Yeah, it's Red something, right? It's Red something. I can't. Oh, I can't give you half God. a point. Um. It's probably like a red, red, and then a number. Yes. Yep. Uh, you're, you're, now it, you're ninety percent of the way. Is it like red five? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. You did it. Yeah, red All five right. standing by. There you do it, red five standing by. All right. So, what was the call sign that Luke Skywalker had when he was snow speed, uh, the snow speeder pilot in Episode Five? Oh my God. I can't believe I, I can't believe people <laughs> actually wrote that down. I have I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. I, I don't even this. I couldn't even guess. I don't even I have Oh, you couldn't even guess Rogue Leader. Rogue Leader. Ah. He had Red Leader at one point. Yeah. So you had so I thought, okay, maybe he can You thought I was gonna guess the leader or something? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Alright. It's totally fine. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I'm going to do two more questions and we're going to wrap it up. All right. So, Sounds good, man. All right. So for, 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 for the game. All right. For two more. So what is the rule of two? Uh, there can only be two Sith. Uh, meaning, yes. Yeah. Meaning a master and a Padawan. Yep. Nice. No, a master and apprentice. You're or close. apprentice, not a Padawan. That's, no, that's I'll for Jedi. You, I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you the point. I'll give you the point. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and finally, before Moff Gideon. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. So before Moff Gideon and Sabine Wren, who yielded the dark saber? Um, um, was who well who wielded that? Um, was it not? Uh, I, go on. Go ahead. Was it no, not? No, go, was go. it not the leader of the Mandalorians? You're it, close. All right, you're good. You're you're close. Because I'm pretty sure. Yes. I I, pro- I imagine it's is it the leader of the Mandalorians, but I don't know his name. I don't know his name. All right, so he's not the leader of the Mandalorians in total. He's the leader of a group of Mandalorians. Oh yes, that's right. Be a nerd it, here. Yep. It is pre Vizsla. Yep, that's pre- right. Vizsla. Yeah. All right. So hey, man, you got three out of eleven. You know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. 
Unfortunately, I can't really award an F grade. <laughs> Dude, I'm so bad. At, I'm so bad at school. I'm way used to that, man. Don't worry about it. All right, but we're gonna we're gonna end there on our on on our first game show for for the for the for the, for show. the year. So. Yeah, for the year, maybe for maybe we'll never do it again. We'll <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna we're gonna sign off here, James. Is there anything you want to say? Do plug in or plug out before um, we end? Off? Uh, it's just been it's just been great. It was awesome to talk to you. Um, I just love to talk to anybody who who's interested in talking about uh, making games or or wants to have any advice or anything like that. Uh, I'm just Blue Scarf Games on like Twitter and Instagram or anything like that. And um, it's been really nice uh, meeting you at Holiday and meeting everybody. And I will have his socials in the bottom of the description. You want him on Twitter? You want Twitter and Insta and Discord or um, I'll and just, your website? I'll just do uh, I'll just do the the Instagram and, and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. Do you also? I can also throw. Oh, your website's on your is on your Insta. They can just find it. Link in the bio, baby. Yeah, my uh, link in the bio. My <laughs> that's true. My uh, website's way way old. Anyway, I've, I haven't really yeah, updated it very much. <laughs> it's all good. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. And then for me, from here, I I just want to say, guys, I'm excited about w one thing that I'm really excited about, and I think everyone should be too, is the full deployment of the James Webb Telescope, fully deployed as of today so we will see images hopefully by the summer of 22 that is awesome that's so cool and as always you guys can follow me on on twitter as alternative zen or on instagram alternative underscore zen and of course follow my blog stillfoxes.home.blog links will all be in the description of this episode this is leon andrews with blue scarf games james who's listening you did Oof. thanks Yep.